Pesach, but I, I, it's, it's such an there's so much to do, and I, I was worried because there's going to be now two weeks that we're not going to do it, and, and Pesach, everybody's making the Achanis. But it's important that we continue with what we're doing, so I don't want to interrupt. So on the top of page we ended with the question of, uh, so how do we, how do we reach into that part of ourselves that remembers? How do we, how do we reach into that part of memory We've been talking about brain memory, mind memory, and heart memory. And to be able to access that part of ourselves, what Ramchal is saying, and it's the basis of the entire Sefer, is that there are things that we know but we don't remember. So, and we learned that improving memory here doesn't depend on any gimmicks or techniques or memorization. It depends on something else, something much deeper than that. How do we how do we improve our heart memory? Because our entire Yiddishkeit and all, all that we have in this world and the next world depends on, on, on doing that. Because it's not a matter of knowing, it's a matter of remembering. On living in that living in that place of which the Tanya, the Tanya writes not only every year by Lel Pesach, he says, each and every day of our lives, to remember, we know not just to remember living, leaving, leaving Mitzrayim, but to live right now in Yitzhak Mitzrayim. How do you do that? Tell me we were never there. So we try to recreate it using all the thoughts of Torah and, and uh, pictures that we've seen in the Haggadah, so whatever it might be, we try to recreate it. It's not a matter of recreation, it's a matter of, of of remembering. How do we do that? How how do we how do we accomplish that? How can we accomplish that? So the top of page has Nisboinain Bidugma. Let's look at an example. La Adam Ovad It's a person lost something. He lost an object. He looks so on the ground, to the right, he looks to the left, he looks all over. So maybe he'll find it. It's very clear to him, he knows exactly what he lost. He knows exactly what it looks like. He knows, and he's looking for that. It's not this. There's no mystery here. The only mystery is where is it? But otherwise, he knows exactly what he's looking for. In this world, in the physical world, we all understand what we're looking for in this world. Adam a person that says, "I have to find a place to live," might not know exactly the specifications of the house, and he might or the apartment, and he needs to look at different places to get a better idea of what it is. But if you, if if he's going to look for a dira for an apartment, he knows, even Mahidira. He doesn't go looking in the Bronx Zoo for a dira. He knows that he's looking for dira. He goes. He's looking for a place to live. He knows where to go to look for places to live. And more or less, he has an idea. Especially in Eretz Yisrael, it's not just an afkimini between this apartment and that apartment. One room, one room more, one room less. But 
pretty much, you know, what you're looking for. A person wants to go to buy, he wants to buy a refrigerator. First of all, he knows what is it, he knows what a refrigerator is. Even though he's not, let's say he's not a maven between this brand or that brand. Even though the guy might not be a bucky in, in which is a better refrigerator, this type of that type of, how many cubits this, how much, uh, how cold this, whatever. He doesn't know all the different brands. But you're not going to sell the guy a washing machine. If he's going for, if he's going for a refrigerator, he knows what a refrigerator is, he's not going to buy a washing machine. Le'ar kach. He knows he knows he knows what a he knows what a refrigerator is like. He knows what that is. Luma on the other hand, Adam Hanimsa Kan He's talking to every one of us now. Us. And he says like this. You're living in this world. You would like to enter into the Pnimius of Avaidasha. You want to come into a real Avedis Hashem while on earth. Not after 120, that's something else. Now, which is the tachlis of being here. You want to, to, to have an Avedis in Pneumius, to really serve Hashem. That's what we're looking for. That's what we say that we're looking for. That's what we're learning this from. That's what we do, the stuff that we do. We're trying. So he says, Ben Mechila, it's our way of saying, in all due respect, it's possible to sell people like us a refrigerator instead of a washing machine and a washing machine instead of a refrigerator. What does that mean? We say that we're looking for we're looking for Hashem. We have no musag of what that means. When we talk about the the inner world of Avodah Hashem, and each and every one of us, we want the Olam HaPnimi. So, Lahava. I want to get, a, I want to buy a refrigerator. That's what I want. But when I go to buy a refrigerator, I have the money, and I go to an appliance store, and they show me refrigerators. I know what I'm looking for, I make a decision. But here, it's an amazing thing. <laughs> Infinitely more important than the refrigerator. What our whole Mitzvah is in this world, and Lenetzach Netzachim forever, depends on finding HaKadosh Baruch Hu and finding that Avayda HaPnimi, the Olam HaPnimi of Avayda Hashem. So, okay, here we are. Now what? Meaning, they could tell us, uh, I guess he used these, we would say he could tell them the Brooklyn Bridge, is that they used to say something like that? Is it lost like that? It means you could, you could take a guy for a, for a fool. You could, sell him, you, could, you could sell him the Brooklyn Bridge. He doesn't know Achilak. When it comes to if you don't know what it is, then they could tell you anything. If you don't know what that world consists of, what is the Oilam HaPnimi, the inner world of it? What is that? Sounds like nice words. Sounds very, very nice. Spirituality, what does that mean? Nagunim, closing my eyes, feeling feeling good about about being Jewish. What is it? Oilam HaPnimi. If someone would say to me or you some some oriental uh, food, or some so, or some uh, uh, scientific, some complicated scientific uh, um, invention or something, and say, okay, I'll go get you. Well, I would know what to wear. Where? What? 
who am I going? Where do I get such a thing? I don't even know what it is. I don't know what I'm looking for. And if I would bump into it, I wouldn't know what it is. Shemer Ayinus. All of our lives we hear ideas about the Elam Hapnim. Nishma like type. It sounds nice. So usually what we've heard is that you, when you're a Rochni's digger person and you're looking, so they usually, the Rebbe or the Rabbi, the teachers over the years will tell you that eventually, you know, you'll, you'll get there. And then, and then when you're 119, it's your 120th birthday in five minutes, you, you look up and, and you say, I'm not. And, and they'll tell you, I thought soon you're going to be there. But in this world, I wanted it. Not after 120. My tachlis is, while I'm alive. That's the tachlis of my being in this world. But I don't know what it is. And they keep on telling you, you'll find it, you'll find it. Just keep on putting on film, keep on learning, you'll find it. I don't know. If you go to the nursing home, we talk to a bunch of old people, and we ask them, did you find the apnimi, shalavadis Hashem? Either they'd be the kind that are not serious about it, and they'll say, I'm going to make some crack. Or they'll tell you, no, I, I, I didn't find it. I don't know. I felt good about being a Jew. I heard some beautiful, beautiful ideas about Yiddishkeit that moved me and inspired me. But I don't know what you mean by the Oilam HaPnim Yishnavadis Hashem. Sounds good. Nishim Sounds good. Moshlam HaDavadayma To what can this be compared? Now it comes to Chutz Laaretz. He says, They're selling properties in Chutz Laaretz. There used to be all these places in Florida, you remember? I know that's what we used to have growing up. They would have on a, they would advertise on the television like some community in, in, in Florida. And it was like pictures. Everybody just like drives down in the golf cart, you know what I'm saying? And oh, yeah, oh, and then and then people, especially old people, would get there. We're going, we're going. <laughs> there wasn't anything there. There was a swamp, alligators. There was nothing. I mean, this was going on because probably things like this are still happening. But there's kasei that people were getting were getting uh, cheated. See, here all kinds of stories. A guy a guy buys some property. Uh, to make business, you buy something in Chutzlars, and he was told that this is Gewaldig, you're going to make so much money if you own this place, and you're going to rent it out, and you're going to sell this, and it's going to be that. In the meantime, he doesn't see any money coming in. And what happened to all of the profit that I'm supposed to be making? This Baralem, Shema'ilam Lahaisa Kazais Karka, turns out there was never such a place. It was duped. It didn't exist. Uh, back in the 1970s, there was a certain, uh, certain rabbi that used to make dinners. He got away with a few dinners. He made dinners for non-existent yeshiva. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to say a name. But there was, uh, was a W. Dua that he was making dinners for non-existent yeshiva. He was very successful at it. There was no yeshiva like that. Get on reasons, the whole thing. <laughs> there was no yeshiva. When he used to come, he, he knew how to learn. He used to come to the Biskarov. The Biskarov used to say always, he used to say to lock up the ksavans, to close the watches ksavans. He used to go to the Biskarov and steal pages, and then print this. He would print the uh, articles with the tires that he stole from the Biskarov. When he used to walk in, he used to say to the Biskarov, he used to say quickly, he's here, lock up everything, <laughs> close up the swarmshank, stay there, watch out, he's here. So he used to make, he knows, but he knew how to learn, but he was like, a Veldgan of a Goslin. So he, uh, he, he, um, he made dinners for Yeshiva. 
There's no yeshiva. There was once a yeshiva. But it was finished, and he kept on making dinners. Where, what did he do? What happened with the money? That money was for other things, for his dinner, not for something else, not for the yeshiva. Right. So, a person gets into this kind of a thing, and he finds out there was never such property. It didn't exist. No, look, what, the guy, then the people will tell him, his friends will say, you shite, you never were there. Before you invested in that place, in that property, you should have gone and checked it out. You were never in that country, you never went to that place. He trusted a few other people that got into it, that's how they build these things up. And they said, yeah, yeah, it's Givaldic, and he, and, and he, and he bought into it. Look, he had, he didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't fooling smart people, this, this, uh, what's his name, Madoff, look what he did. So Hashem Yerachim, such a thing. You know, if a person would stop and wonder, like, how do you, how do you make so much money on an investment, then, you know, to think. But now everybody's saying that. But Pashash Maishla didn't say that. He was just uh, promising this and promising that. And where, what, what was it? It's also, it wasn't, uh, it was nothing. It didn't exist. It was all a game. It didn't exist. Billions and billions of dollars never existed. It happens to people. It is Basha Hakal Urva Parach. It's a bird that flies in the means nothing. A bird flying in the air means nothing. Wind. Garnished. It's not that a place, the business went bankrupt. Or it was a, or, or, or there was a loss of the business or the property. Or there was a fire and the merchandise in the factory of the company was destroyed. You, you, you just, you go down to that place in Florida. And there's nothing there, just swamps and birds and stuff. Nothing. There never was anything. It's not that there was a, a retirement village that burned down. There was nothing there to begin with. He was sold the goods. Meaning, they sold him something that doesn't exist. Never was in the world and never will be in the world. It doesn't exist. And Avodas Hashem, b'tchilas darka shul ha'adam. When a person begins, not when you're a baby, when you're a kid, when you begin to think, and you're serious about Yiddishkeit, and you want to be an Avodas Hashem. So b'tchilas darka shul ha'adam al derech klal. In the beginning of one's derech, al derech klal. Chutz neshamas gevayish and adam hasagos mishas. I mean, there's such a thing that there are certain big, big neshamas that from the time that they're children they have huge. Hasagis and Ruchnis, whatever. But regular people. Adam Kate We don't know. What does that world look like? The world of Hashem, the inner world of Ruchnis, of Hashem. We don't know what that world is. The When we're children, a child gets used to drinking milk. As he gets older, he starts to eat solid food. As you get older, until now you were hungry for milk as a baby, then you get hungry for some food, and then when you get older, you begin to get hungry for ruchnis. You get hungry for the for pnimis. 
No. Hushemeya Kalmani Dvarm. So he hears all kinds of things. He's hungry for Ruchnias. He feels inside of himself a thirst for something beyond this world. And then he goes out into the shuk of Ruchnias and he hears different things. He hears this, this yeshiva, he hears this kind of learning, he hears the, the chassidim and the litvish and the svadish, and he hears all different things. He might even hear different religions. He hears about Christianity, he hears about Islam, he hears different things. He hears Buddhism, he hears different things. Just like the Kuzra, you want the, the king of the Kuzra had a dream. And in the dream, he was told, I mean, Rabbi Zalevi uses that as a way to begin the Sefer, to build the Sefer, that, that, that there was a dream that. that your intentions are good, but but your, what you're doing is not the right thing. So he went to speak to a, uh, he went to speak to a Christian uh, thinker. He went to speak to a Muslim. And he, and, and he wasn't even going to go to the, to the Jew because they said, ah, the Jewish religion is for sure not true. Look how the Jews, uh, look how they live and look what's, everybody hates them and so on. In the end, he ended up going to the, to the, to the Chavir, to the Chacham, and he started talking about the Yiddishkeit and eventually converted, which is the basis. I mean, that never happened, that conversation with the Chacham, but Rabbi Yudah Levi uses that as a way to, to teach the basics of Yiddishkeit. And we have a, there is a Kabbalah that the, the king of the Kuzum did convert together with his entire nation. They converted to Yiddishkeit. But he went shopping. He went shopping. He, went, he, he felt inside of himself the stirrings of Rochnius. And he went shopping. So where did he go shopping for? He went out to the Shuk. And in the Shuk, there was Christianity, there was Islam, there was philosophy, and there was Lahavdul Yiddishkeit. That's what was in the Shuk in those days. So he went shopping. So a person grows up, he feels inside of himself after something with Rochnius, and he doesn't know what to do. He has all kinds of things that are out there. How do you test the truth. How do you find out what's true? Humashkiya Shana, Shnasayam Sholosh, he invests a year, two years, three years. Amanas Lahasig as Mashaimlai. In order to be able to grasp, to understand what they're telling him, what he's hearing, he looks into things, he studies things, he tries to understand what he's hearing. But how does he know that this actually exists? They're telling him all these things, and they're describing to him an olam pnimi, a hidden world. How does he know that it exists? Bechlal, page Yutes. Vaday sheyishlonu emuna b'tayrak daisha u'bechachamera. No, we were raised with emuna in the Torah, Torah shebechsav u'bechachamera, and the Torah shebalpe. So, we have a Kabbalah, and we believe, we have a Muna in, in the Torah, but we certainly don't recognize, an average person does not know what the Adam Pnimi is. What is that hidden world of Ruchnius, of Hashem? He just knows, sometimes he feels... A little bit, he feels a hisayrus hedavening. Hagoshes al kedusha, he feels a certain hergish of kedusha. All of us are going to buy the seder. There's a hergish, there's a feeling. This is a great thing. This is something big over here, something beautiful. 
he writes Lakanes Yosef Pnima, and he's, he's felt enough interest and excitement that he would like to go further into that. But he doesn't know exactly, he doesn't know what there is there. He's met great people, Sadiqim, he sees, wow, they're part of that Ulama Pnimi, and they're very, very great and holy people. He doesn't know what's in the Ulama Pnimi, but it looks like it's a Chosh of a thing, and he's felt certain stirrings of Kedusha and a feeling of excitement over davening or something, over a mitzvah. And uh, what is the Ilma Pnimi? Let's see what's going to be after Birkas Achama. Right? After Birkas, the next day. Right, the next day is Pesach. But after the after Birkas Achama, like I'm thinking that if you go to the Swarm store, there are like 20 Swarm that these people wrote for Birkas Achama. It's unbelievable. People are working on the, on, on the Sefer Birkas Achama for like the last 5, 10 years. The Yid is working on the Sefer. And, and 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 maybe he thought there would only be one or two. Turned out there were like fifteen, twenty that I saw. And and the people come to the, into the store and I told the Michael Swarm that you better try to move these because <laughs> it's like you get one chance. Because Mitchell Shem that twenty eight years from now there's gonna be a whole different uh, world and with new machabim and new swarm and chaiswas. And all this stuff is gonna look like it's already outdated, it's old, even though it shouldn't because it's still the same night view that they bring down the same Ksap Cipher. But there'll be better pictures, and there'll be who knows what's going to be. You walk in the street, and there'll be images in front of your eyes of the of the Berchas the sun, and all of its phases. And the, who knows what's going to be? You could imagine what's going to be 20 years from now. But he made all these these Tamicham work so hard to make this, and and I, I so I have I, I got three of them, three of the swarm. <laughs> I got three, and because uh, why? Because when the f- earliest one came out. I didn't think there were going to be so many, so I got all excited. It's, it's a new safe from Bechashama, right where I jumped on it a few months ago. And then another one came out, and he said, the other one is much nicer. Oh, there's so much more in this one. And it's much nicer with pictures, so I bought the second one. And then, but then the third one, after the third one, the third one was, it came out, the square one came out, and I bought it, it's magnificent. And so now they, he tells me every day, and I, he says, he calls me up, another one came, I, I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm learning this farm. Whatever it is that came out, Next time, uh, right now, I have to work on the. I don't know, but but if you think about it, so what's going to be after Bechas Chama? The whole world of the Chama. I was thinking about it now. The list. I'm walking around thinking about this the last couple of days, getting ready, and the Chachanis in my mind, and I and I'm going to talk in the Sham Shabbos, Matzah Shabbos about the Bechas Chama. I didn't even have a Bechira not to talk about it. How would I not talk about it? What am I talk about? I'm going to talk, you're going to talk about matzah? <laughs> matzah? <laughs> Daraisa, right? Daraisa, matzah. Sipri Tzies Mitzrayim? Talk about Bichas Achamah. So, so it's in my head. I'm walking around. And what's going to be after Bichas Achamah? What, what it means? Are we going to enter into that Eidlam HaPlimi? There's a certain entrance that you only, a door that you can only open once every 28 years. It's called Bichas Achamah. It's not just a matter of the sun coming and the sun going. Because when you make all the calculations, you go through all the different shittas and the Gemara, and then you show them, it's not so posh that you should even come out that time. It's not so posh. But there's an avoid, there's a door that we have a Masara that came down to us that once every 20 years, this is what this is what the Chachamu Makabal, this is the time to do it. It means that something's opening up in Ruchnias that only opens once every 28 years. That's the Chiddush. But once every 28 years. So what is that? What is that inyan? What's the oilam apnimi? I know what I have to do. So it's, and, and it's just really 
one bracha. But they already made up, you know, different tefillas and hirats and shemich. It's all it became, you know, I, I don't know about you, I got in the mail already a lot of from different organizations. They also thought we'd be the only one to think of making a, a mailing with a bechasachamas. I already got from a few organizations bechasacham. I said to my wife, I'm surprised we didn't get the sun in the mail. <laughs> so they're going to try to send a little you know, thing in the mail. You can put on your table a special bechasachama thing. You can make on your table. It should come up. <laughs> on Erev Pesach. So, but what's the Olam HaPnimi? In Avodis Hashem, Olam HaPnimi. That's what we always have to ask ourselves. Something is there. But we don't know what is it. What is it? I'm going to buy a refrigerator. I don't know what a refrigerator is. I, you, you have little children. Sometimes the adults are talking about something, and the kid gets all excited. And they, I had this a few times. I just don't remember an example of it. And the kid's saying this about that, and this, and I said, "Now I say, what is that?" He says, "I don't know." Like, well, they don't know what it is. They're talking about the economy, Lamash. And, the, and everybody's nervous about the economy, the economy, the economy. The, and one of the kids will say, "Oh, the economy is this." And they, I said, "What is the economy?" I don't know. <laughs> that's how we overcome the rochnis. But that's the tachlis of our lives. Is Hashem is bar? Is the veik is Hashem? So what is Hashem? Like I tell you, there's a friend of mine that um, there's a friend of mine that he he he, uh, he spoke to somebody. He said that he is talking to the kids. He has he has teenage kids. He's talking to the kids and he asked the kids, "What does it mean kedusha?" And they were talking about the table shamas. What's kedusha? So this friend of mine said he thought he would run that by his kids too. So shop next shop he says, "Was it what's kedusha?" So one kid says it means holiness. The other kid said it means a halakite. He already is a more Haredi. Halak. So then, so he asked, well, what does that mean? So he said, I have no idea. Just that you've been saying every single Shabbos, the halak of this, the holy that, the halak in the Shammah, the holy tyrants. I don't know what it is. One of them knows a little bit more and knows it says in Kedoshim to you, Pushim and Harayis or something. Or Minamutalach to be different, or to be separate. That's Kedusha. The Heilig and the Sham means what? That it's separate from the Guth. What does it mean, Heilig and the Sham? What's Kedusha? What's the item of Kedusha? What's the world of Kedusha? No, we went to Yeshiva. I don't have an answer. What is it? Would I recognize it when I meet it? To say, I, I saw the Satan Rabbi. That's Kedusha. Fine. But what is it? You saw there's something different. What is it? So you don't live in between a refrigerator and a washing machine. And that's why we could be sold, all kinds of stuff. And people are. Especially people who are, who are but, but have a nature and inclination towards Ruchnis. There aren't plenty of Jews that are sitting in ashrams. And they didn't sell them little Buddhas and little uh, who knows what. Avodazar. So they don't sell us anything, you know, so-called uh, from, from birth. They're not selling us anything, is it? Because we're ready for Christ. We're ready... We are ready we're not so spiritual, so this is the Yiddish cut that we have from, from the Zaydin. We're, we're respectful people. We're not, we're not particularly spiritual, so we're not looking, maybe not seeking anything. What if a person is not seeking? He goes out into the marketplace of spirituality. There's a lot out there. You can go to any bookstore now. I'm sure if you go onto the computer, um, to Barnes and Noble or to Amazon, and you put in spirituality, you put in that word spirituality, the stomach will come back to Hundreds of thousands, who knows? And a person says, I, I'm, I feel spirituality, what do I do? 
So he puts in the he Google's spirituality. It's a valve. It doesn't know one thing from the other. What does it mean? I feel a deb my yeshon. He, he believes that there's a good thing. The Olam HaPnimi of Avadizem, he believes a good thing. That's what we heard from our parents, our grandparents. At some point, some time ago, some people were in that place in my family. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I'm looking for. I believe that I believe that the truth is with Klai Yisrael. I believe in Maim and Asinai, whatever it is. But I don't know I don't know what that is. Commercial Adam HaHerlech B'Manhera, Chashuchav, and you're right. I feel a Psiach HaSkadim, a person's walking in a dark place, and he doesn't see... The next step in front of him. He can't, it's so dark he doesn't see the next place, the next step. Like, like on Chalor right later on. He, he goes around, there's nobody he's looking for. A person comes into a spiritual, to the Oilem Ruchni. The person wants to be in the spiritual world, but he doesn't recognize, he doesn't know what it is. We've never been there, just like the guy buys a house in Florida. He was never in Florida, and there's no house over there. It's a very important sentence. You want to be in the spiritual world, but since you were never in that place, therefore, deep inside the nefesh of a person, we don't relate to it the way that we relate to a place that we've been. Like there are places that we've been to. Each and every one of us has been to different places. Someone says to you, oh, you remember the old Yankee Stadium? I remember the old Yankee Stadium. So you could describe to him this gate and that gate and the monuments. And uh, You were there. Someone comes along and says to you, asks you a question, what does it feel like it, you know, it was a bit to be Yankee Stadium? So you could tell your children, your enikach, what can I tell you? When you walked out from the, the gate and you went and you saw the, the, the field for that first second, that, that beautiful the beautiful field, the outfield, and you saw, you saw uh, 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 throwing the ball around your favorite players, and that familiar, that familiar background over there in the Bronx. Okay, well, how do I describe to the? I can't, I can't put into words the the ruchnius. That, 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 how I, you, you could describe that why? Because that was a mitzvah. You could think about a grandparent if you if you if you knew the grandparent was. I never had any grandparents, so to me, the grandparent is just a concept of something. And I know from my parents, they told me about their parents. So I don't, but I don't uh, have a real kesher because inside of me, it's not a mitzvah, my grandparents. It's stories. It's not a mitzvah. It's not such a long time ago, but I never met them. I don't know who they are. So, uh, so what happens to a person, it's natural. But if you were never in a place, if you were never were there, it's very hard to relate to it as, as something that's in Mitzvah. How do you relate to something? It's okay. So the stadium, there are pictures. So you can look at the pictures and go, wow, that's what it looked like. A grandparent, maybe there are pictures. Oh, So you have a little bit of a shaykhaz. But when there's some place where there's no pictures, that's, that's how we relate to places and people we don't know. So what happens is, well, in the oymek nefesh in the depths of a person, he doesn't he doesn't relate to it, he doesn't relate to it like it's really like it's really yimitzias. He just says the words, yamsuf, the esamakis. He says words, but inside of himself, 
It's not a mitzvah. It's not a reality. So a person thinks back on some movie they saw about the Esamakis or something, or some coloring book from when they were children of the Esamakis, but it's not a mitzvah. And that's and that's not even as 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 far into Olam Pnimi. When you get further and deeper into Olam Pnimi, what does it mean, Bechlal? <coughs> so that's scary. If you've never been someplace, so deep inside of you, there's a question of whether it really exists. And even if you're certain that it exists, that it exists, how do you relate to a place that you've never been to? How do you relate to something that you've never seen? You've never seen, and there are no pictures. And when you ask people, can you describe that to me, they can't describe it. Like we learned in Sichas Aran, the first Torah in Sichas Aran is Aniyadati. I can't describe to you my feelings for Kaddish Baruch. So you ask different people, and you ask them, what does it mean? They say, I can't tell you what it means. And you'll find that, you'll, you know what it means. So it says, Kisha'odam kind of karaka. A person buys property. Even if he never saw the property, but at least he knows in his head, theoretically he understands. He knows what it, he knows what other places of uh, other other properties look like. So in his head, so they tell him there's a piece of property in this place. say they, they, they ask for a picture. They don't have pictures right now. They, they will have whatever. So he looks at other pictures of Florida. And he's been to Florida. So he knows Barak, he knows what it looks like. He has a picture in his head what it looks like. Or he's seen movies of Florida. So he has an idea. So therefore, when they talk about the property that they're selling, you know, someplace in the Everglades, they have some property over there. So he, even though he never saw that property, but he could see it as a Metzias. He could relate to it as a Metzias. Because he's seen things like that. If a guy goes shopping for a refrigerator. Borrow Lysha Makara whom it sees. He knows that there's such a thing as a refrigerator. Can you imagine a guy goes to the appliance store and, and he says, I came here to get a refrigerator and the people in the appliance store say, you know, are you sure that there is such a thing? We've also heard that there are refrigerators. But how could you be certain that it exists? We don't really we don't have one here. We haven't seen one in in, in two thousand, you know, eight hundred years. We haven't seen a refrigerator. See, oh yeah, guy's nuts. I came to the appliance store and he tells me he doesn't know what a refrigerator is. Or that he just heard that there is a messiah like that, that there are refrigerators. There's a thing in the world that you could put you could put a drink into, and, and you take it out, and it's cold. That if you'd have told anybody that that a uh, hundred years ago, whatever it is, when they first came up with the ice box, you would have told somebody a hundred years ago. They said, "Oh, see, a You put something in, and it's cold. Uh, a machine. No, shakari makara barla shamakara whom it sees." He doesn't wonder before he goes shopping for a refrigerator, can I be certain that they really are refrigerators? How do I know? I heard from my parents. It's ridiculous. He grew up with refrigerators. He's always seen it. He just he just took his lunch out of the refrigerator. And now this refrigerator is broken, so he's going to look for, for another refrigerator. When it comes to the most important thing in life, which is ruchnius, which is avoid When it comes to ruchnius, Laikami, which is a fancy way of saying in the Lashon of Chazal, that I never saw something, therefore, I, even if there is such a thing as acquiring something by seeing it. But the truth is that Habata Ba'alma, Laikani, if I just glanced at something for a second, I didn't in any other way demonstrate a relationship with that object, I wasn't kind of. 
I wasn't kind of. So if I look out the window over here and I see that there's a, and I see a, a pen on the street, and someone goes and picks up the pen, and I run down the elevator and I come there and say, hey, hey, come back here. I saw that first. I was watching from the window. I picked it up. I picked it up. You saw it. It's not a Kenyan. The way that you saw it. Habata Ba'amak is that Habata was Habata, which is not with a Kenyan. It was Habata Ba'amalek Kani. Kamashik Maramaris. You don't know what the thing is. You saw something on the street. You know what that is. Therefore, you couldn't relate to it as a true message. You, know you didn't know what it was. You saw something shining on the floor. You don't know what it is. You can't relate to something as a mitzvah if you don't, if you don't, if you if you don't know what it is. So we talk all of our lives, holy, ruchnius, spirituality, hakadosh baruch hu. I don't know what I don't know what any of it is. He understands. He learned that there's, a, there's such a thing as a havas Hashem. Yiras Hashem, love of God, fear of God, midas tayvus, good midas, kivas Hashem, close to Hashem. What is Hashem? What is this mitzvah that that havas Hashem, yiras Hashem? What is it? So what happens is to many people, they can't relate to it as something that exists. So when it comes down to it. If the person has an offer, here's a here's a here's um, ten thousand dollars that's that doesn't belong to you. No one's going to find out. And here's Hashem, because Hashem said, "Don't do it." Why is that a struggle? Terrence is Hashem. I heard about, but it's not really a mitzvah in my life. In my life, the ten thousand dollars is a mitzvah because I owe for tuition, I owe for the mortgage. That's a mitzvah. Someone there's a different taiva for something that's not nice. Someone says to you, oh, hey, 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 Hashem. Hashem, what about Hashem is bar? Someone's telling you Hashem is bar. You've heard that word before, Hashem. And here's a, here's a beautiful young lady, not dressed properly. It's a very hard thing to compete, no? Here's Hashem. It's an idea. It's not a mitzvah. There's an idea called God. This lady over here is not an idea. That's a mitzvah. That's really a simple way of, uh, of being honest about how the Yitzhahar works. Or the way that the Rebbe of Naftali once said it, which I've said a few times in Shul. He said, he said, Rabbi Shalom, if, if Gehenim, if hell, would be a place that we could see in this world, that we could see in the world, and the street was someplace that we heard about that's in the next world. The street meaning with all of its tithes. The little things that are nice on the street. In other words, if the Reish's Chachma would be here in this world that talks about Gehenna. And the Yetzirah would be something that they tell us about exists in the next world. Then we'd be big tzaddikim. But we're running another problem is. The problem is that in this, the street we see in front of our eyes. And Gehenna, we just read stories about. <laughs> we hear about that there's a place called Gehenna. So what do you want from us? That's what Natal Rosh said. What do you want from us? The Rosh's Chachma is talking about things that I never saw. That Gehenna and Gehenna. Okay, I, I, try, I believe in those things. But in our belief, there's something missing because I was never there. But as far as the girl is concerned, or the tibus of the street, or the money that presents itself, I don't know. 
It's right in front of my eyes. It's in front of my eyes. That's this world. So it's very hard for non-Mitziahs to compete with Mitziahs. So we tell our children, do this mitzvah. Why should I do the mitzvah? Not just when daddy and mommy are watching. Do the mitzvah. It's the right thing to do. God is watching. Okay, we say that. God is watching. You can understand. In a kid, they don't talk about it. And especially they see that the parents are not always uh, in touch with that mitzvah that they told me about with God. Because I see how they're acting. So then what does the kid begin to think? This world is mitzvah. The other world, whatever that is, the Olam HaPnimi Shalavadus Hashem. Okay, I heard stories about it. I, I, they talk, people talk about it. It's holy, it's this, it's that, but I don't, I, I was never there. So it's natural that a person would opt for what he is familiar with and what he recognizes over what he's unfamiliar with and he's never seen. That's what it boils down to. And that's, and that's why you know, I was talking about this a little bit, and in, 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 uh, I mentioned Nachabu the other day, and I was talking to a chavalist week of, 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 of professionals. So the, the, what's happened with the economy, so terrible, the, the economy. See, so what's going to be, what's going to be, how could a person go on, and all these things about stress and everybody falling apart and people not knowing, they're, they're going to, they're, they're so depressed. And okay, nobody should ever be tested. You know what's happening. What's happening is, it's like the Chazanish says, which I learned without Eilam over there, it says, Emuna is theory, and Bitochen is, is practice. Putting your putting your Emuna into practice is called Bitochen. So your Emuna was never Mitzias. The fact that you looked into your bank account, and it's empty, and you thought you had in there uh, $2 million, and now it's, it's empty, that's Mitzias. So what do you have to give now? Uh, we have to give seminars about what are we going to do that, that a Jew shouldn't jump off the roof because he lost all of his money? What's he going to do? How's he going to manage? How's he going to go on living now that he's poor? And he has a mortgage and he has tuitions. What's he going to do? What's the question? Again, nobody should ever be tested. A Jew should always have what they need. But what's the question? Why is it a question? Why is it a question? How is life different? Than, what, what changed? The Rebbein Shalom was a Metzius for you when you were rich, and now he's not a Metzius. What happened? Somebody died. Terrible tragedy. It's a tragedy. I don't know how could there be a God if this could happen to me. So what is it? That the death of that person changed the Metzius of God? How did that happen? How, did, how could it be that God's been around since, since uh, whatever that means, forever, and he was doing fine? Until your until your until your brother, God forbid, your child passed away, now all of a sudden there's a problem with God. You don't find out by anything else in life that they disappear when a person has some emotional grief, you know, some stress or grief that that the person's having is upset about something, he's grieving about something, so he won't show up at home later that, that day. He says, I don't know if my house exists anymore. I don't know if my wife and kids exist anymore. The only one who becomes in, who gets in, uh, becomes in question is God. It's an amazing thing. Everything else continues to exist after the tragedy, except God. God already now we have to decide, maybe yes, maybe no. Where does that come from? What do you mean you need to have a special thing about God? We have to, have, we have to talk now about God after the stock market got messed up. Now we have to talk about God. But the Messiah of God is different before the stock market. After the stock market fell down, so it's different. No. 
I've lost all my money. <clears throat> In order for me to go on with my life, I have to feel that there's a Bitsiyas that's called God. <clears throat> Not just an idea that's called God. Just like when someone loses someone that he loves. <coughs> Goes through terrible loss of suffering. And it's not enough just to say, there's a concept of God. The concept of God doesn't make you feel better. You need to you need to know there's a God. <clears throat> you need to go into that where he exists. The concept of God doesn't make you feel better. It's like someone tells, someone says to the, the God forbid a child died, and they come to the shiv and they say that, don't worry, he's really alive, he's just not with us. You know how they say this. So the person says, do me a favor. He's alive, he's not with me. What does that mean? All I know is that yesterday, I was I was playing with this kid. I smelled him, I touched him, I was feeding him. We were together. And now you're telling me he's he's uh, he's still alive, but in a different way. That doesn't fill me. That doesn't give me the same feeling. That's not a mitzvah. I can't relate to that mitzvah of my child being in the element of shamus, in a world of pneumius. What does that mean? What does it mean? It's a, it, it, it's a strong question that a person has. He doesn't question the mitzvahs of his house. He doesn't question his own mitzvahs. Because he says, I'm alive. I'm alive. But where's my child? Where's this child? See, they tell him the child is the child is in a good place. Good place. Do you have any pictures? I'd like to see how my kid is doing in a good place. You can't take pictures of this place. If you can't take pictures, then it doesn't exist. So what happens is that a person can't relate to a mitzvah that he's never seen. Right? That's what we're talking about. They didn't talk to, we didn't talk this way when we were growing up in yeshiva, right? But that's a problem. That's the problem. There's a mitzvah, and there's something that I don't see, and because I don't see it, it's very hard for me to fight against the mitzvah because I don't truly deep inside of me relate to it as a mitzvah, just as an idea. There's a concept of God. There's a concept of, of Gan Eden. There's a concept of Gehenna. So that, that was what the Rebbe Nathalie was saying, Rabbi said, that I never saw Gehenna. So if I saw Gehenna, I'd be afraid to do another day. I never saw Gehenna. So other people saw it, so maybe they didn't do any of it afterwards. I never saw it. If I never saw Gehenna, then you talk about the concept of Gehenna. There's a concept of Gehenna. And there's the reality, there's the mitzvahs of this of this type, of this desire on the street. It's very hard for concepts to fight against reality. That's the problem. What is this? We don't have an idea. What is the mitzvahs? What is the mitzvahs of God? What is that mitzvahs of Ruchnius, of Kedusha, of Adam Haba? Of the Nishamas, the Oidam HaNishamas. What is that Mitzvah? The Bidditchvi used to sometimes, he would he would say certain things, he would ask, and then he would lean, he would close his eyes and he'd lean like this, and, he, and, then, he would, and then he would open his eyes and he would say that the Bershom told me this. So he said, What is that? Where? So the doesn't. we don't hear that. So you can believe that Bidditchvi heard such a thing. But we don't. So what's that Mitzvah? If a person didn't have a muna, he wouldn't keep any mitzvahs. And why wouldn't he do any affair in the world? He'd do any affair he could get away with, not get in trouble. Do any, why would he have to do mitzvahs? Who's standing over a person with a, with, a, with a whip? 
that you should clean this for Pesach, clean that for Pesach. He has a Muna. He has a Muna that this is Chabetz, the, 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 the Torah told us, and we have to get rid of this stuff. And if not for Zemuna, well, he has a Klum. Because if not for Zemuna, he doesn't see anything, so why should he do anything? Like the way that the people look at us, like we're crazy. They look at us like we're crazy. Pesach, what's Pesach? What are you doing with cleaning and things? What are you doing with these crazy things? It's the same. Evamuna. Because if you look at the world, from what people see with their eyes, Chamas doesn't mean anything. If something's dirty, it means something. Chamas doesn't mean anything. So, if we didn't have a Muna, we wouldn't do anything. We wouldn't do any mitzvahs. Why? Because we don't see anything. So, what would we do? So, we have a Muna. The problem is like this. Even once you already have a Muna, you were raised with a Muna and you have a Muna. The Muna that we grew up with did not, does not necessarily did not create a real world, a mitzvah of an oilam ruchni that's muhashi, that's tangible, ubaru and clear. That's why after all the years of learning in yeshiva, we can still do a virus. And we still don't feel like doing mitzvahs. So they just said, it's the Yitzhah, the Yitzhah, what's the Yitzhah? It means I don't, have a, I don't have a true connection, an understanding and a feeling for a mitzvah that is called HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Well, it's called the Torah. I don't have that feeling. I don't, I don't know. I never saw it. I don't understand it. Before they invented the plane. If a person believes that there's such a thing as a machine that flies in the air, he wouldn't be able to describe what it looked like. Okay, so if he read uh, Jules Verne or something, of people have ideas of flying uh, machines, so he could have tried to picture what he what he saw a drawing in, in a fiction book. But the truth is, he can't describe in any way the engine or what a plane is. He never saw it. It's before the it's before the airplane was created. They're going to be coming out with with a new program, some computer program tomorrow. And if someone asked us, can you describe? He said, No, I, I. But there's a name. It's already they already have the name, uh, whatever the name, uh, whatever the name is called, 2009. Uh, Windows 2009. So I can only think of it from Windows 2008. I don't know if there's such a thing as 2008 Windows. But there's a Windows 2008, and then, and I believe that there's something better than that. But I don't know what it is. And then everybody's going to go there in the in the in, in the industry, and they're going to stand like a thing. And they pull it. They're going to pull the sheet off of this 2009. And go, Whoa! It's 2009. It's a different machine. It does different things. How could you have known about it? He believes in such a thing. So, you can't describe something you've never seen. Adam Shleiram, Yom of Halal, is a person who never saw a rocket ship. Rachmam and Shikayemis, he just believes that there's such a thing. Can he explain what is the rocket? Well, of course not. I mean, he read in a book, he could say what he saw in a book. Therefore, if, therefore, he'd be a perfect customer for some swindler who would want to sell him a fake racket. Because he wouldn't know. And the guy would tell him, this is the ignition, this is how it works. It's like this, it's like that. And he'd say, yeah, how much is it? Two and a half billion dollars. 
And what could this do? This can take me to the moon? Yeah, further. So he, he says, okay. And he signs the check, and afterwards, nothing. It's all plastic inside, it's nothing. He wouldn't know. He would buy anything. M.K. Reish is called, therefore, the beginning of Avaidus Hashem. The beginning of, of, one's, of one's search for the Olam HaPnimi of Avaidus Hashem is to understand that when you're searching for that world that's called the Olam HaRuchni, the other world, beyond what we see in this world, that when you're looking for that, even though there's no question, that your neshama feels a true desire for that and a longing for that. And you feel that by davening or by a mitzvah at certain times. Each person according to his madrega feels that there's, that there's an oilam ruchni, there's something besides this world. There's something great and magnificent that I can't see with my eyes, and you feel that. She writes a be'emes this and if you want to get closer to that, you want to get closer to that. Lahasig asugs and to understand more about it. that your life should be a life that's more true, that's true, a real life. Beloved is bore be'emes abesamim, and you want to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu in a simple, a pure, and an innocent way, in a real way. You don't know what, a refrigerator or a washing machine. You don't know what it is. They could sell you the goods. They could sell you the goods. You have a Jewish uh, spirituality. New Age, uh, they have these, they have these uh, uh, rabbis and uh, lady rabbis, and they have New Age, and they'll say things from the Valshamtev, and they'll all meditate and hold hands together. Whatever, Christ. Well, it sounds nice. It sounds nice. What a good. And they could sell it to you. If you're a spiritual person, and you want it, and you also have a Jewish last name and you want to have a connection to Jews, they could sell you that. They could sell you that. They could sell you and they could show you a couple of nice things or other things. There's a lady that there's a lady that wrote a, wrote a book. She found out she was Jewish. She didn't know she was Jewish. She was part of a, the father was a, a Galah. And uh, she was involved in this deep, deep spiritual type of Christianity, something like that. And then she found out she was Jewish, so she went and she started learning more and more. She was by Lubavitcher, she started learning more and more and more. She said once to the Lubavitcher Shlich, she said, I don't know, when I was, when I was, uh, when I didn't know I was Jewish and I was into that whole Eastern, Eastern spiritual, whatever, she was Christian or something, spirituality, I used to actually levitate. And I was, I used to go to bed at night and I would rise above the bed. And now since I became a religious Jew, like, I can't get up because my stomach is full of challenge. I can't get, I can't get off the bed. And that's all that everybody seems to be, you know, with their forks into the kogel. Before I was, when I, when I was, I thought I was a guy, I was levitating. I was like, with God, and who knows what's going on. And now I'm just like, you know, I have heartburn. And, and, and I'm trying to find, like, you know, a kosher for Pesach Imodium or something. <laughs> so she asked this of the shliach. And the shliach said a good thing. I don't remember the exact lotion. He said a very good thing. He said something like, so I also levitate. I could also levitate. I could also, like, float over the bed what does it have to do with with emes, with truth? The fact that you could levitate and you could that, that you had all these demyanis and things is true. Not to say, of course, Yiddishkeit means eating chalant and kogel, but it's, it's an important part of it, but it's not all of Yiddishkeit. So they could sell you anything. All you have to do is they do, they do a nice thing. They do a nice thing. 
like in all of these Christian groups, I remember years ago, I used to, this goes back to before, before I was married. Yes, I was with these Jews for Jesus. I used to go, uh, we had a whole bunch of people that they, they trained us and we were talking with the college kids, like, you know, to argue against these people because they've taken Jews in. It's a long time ago. And, and they said, you'll see that in all these college campuses, the ones that they get for to sell Yashka, you know, they, they always get the, like a beautiful girl and a good looking guy to sell Yashka. Because that, you know, that, that, that's a much easier sale. They don't get like they don't get like you know some some deformed mutant you know come around saying Yoshka's the truth. They get some nice you know nice looking guy and a girl. They stand there. They got white teeth. You know, <laughs> going to have very white teeth, and they stand there, very white teeth, and they talk to you about the man Jesus. And that sounds good. He loves you. He loves you. I never heard that. My father didn't love me. My mother didn't love me. And, oh, he loves you. He loves me. So start thinking. Oh, how does he love me? Never, I never. He never met me. I don't know who he is, what is this, but they, they talk, they can sell it to you. They, the whole world is hakaifed, billions of people, hakaifed with who? With what? The, the, this guy, this guy thinks it's, he, he, this guy thinks he's somebody with long hair and a long beard, and uh, he, he looks like, uh, you know, the, the guy that sold him drugs down the block. This one thinks, you see, he looks like, he looks like an old rabbi. This one thinks, he's like, I think it's sells it to you. So you don't have no musig of what it means. Therefore, the question is that our ever Pesach question. How can a person clarify this? He doesn't know where he's going into. How do you how do you find out? What is it? Where is it? Bemis. How does one go into that place? And and into the world of what? Avoida Pnimi. that world of Avoida Pnimis. How do I know what it is? And how can I be excited about something if I can't see it? And what is it, and how do I know when I get there what that is? So we'll find out after the place. <laughs> <laughs>